We got you stuck off the realness The most infamous, you heard of us Official podcast murderers The show comes equipped with few points to share Grown man ideas for all those who care And wanna grow, so go ahead and download Every single week with a brand new episode You're not alone in this world, cousin So we share information and honest discussion And keep repping the culture like we supposed to They spread gossip, but they never come closer I can hear it inside their tone They talk about the industry, but never left their home You get laced up with bullet points and such Plus empowering topics that they never would touch You can put your whole network against the team But Super Duty Tough Works the MVP Most valuable podcast on MP3 Priceless info, but all of it's free So take these words home and think them through Super Duty Tough Work is coming at you now listening to Super Duty Tough Work with your host, Blueprint, raw and uncut, adult conversations, no shucking, no jiving, and no fool That's shit. Right, yeah. uh, but I, I have my spots, and then when I go on the road, it's just all at the window. <laughs> just like well so forget about it you come on bigger you come on back i mean i and the fucked up thing is at my age as you you know i'm yeah. sure you can attest it but also you probably have better uh, metabolism than i do like you're a skinny guy you know like, yeah well slowing up yeah. as you get older yeah like, of course <laughs> but uh i've noticed the last couple tours like i get back from tour and like now this is my body yeah <laughs> and then like i can exercise and stuff and like i'll lose a little weight but like it's my body this is it this yeah. is how it is unless i were to really go in hard and like be a gym guy or something like that yeah and that's not gonna happen so uh so every tour it's like all right this is the new me i guess i'm this guy now <laughs> it's like it's like a you know caterpillar shedding his skin but it's like a fat butterfly comes out. Yeah, like you're, or you're, yeah you get fatter the caterpillar, yeah yeah you know. <laughs> i gotta become a fatter but uh, the fatter caterpillar <laughs> right right there's no butterfly yeah. it's just another caterpillar every yeah, time exactly, it's a exactly. little bit fatter Exactly. It can, exactly. Barely, it can barely squeeze out of the previous skin. Wait, are we recording this? Yeah, yeah. Oh shit! All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, don't, don't know. No, I'm just saying. You can don't you can, play that. Don't play this room. No one needs to know that I'm a fat, fat caterpillar. Right. <laughs> Morphing into an even yeah, fatter caterpillar. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah, <laughs> so we're here. Hey, what's up? Super duty tough work. Yeah. You know, special guest uh, this week is. Blockhead. Hey, welcome up? to the show, man. Hey, my pleasure. I'm excited to be here. Hey, man, I'm glad I got the day off and uh, able to do it. Yeah. It's beautiful, man. It's, it's dope, man. Uh, you're on tour now. I am. Um, you're headlining the tour. I am. I am. And it, it happens. It happens. It sometimes, is, it's yeah. real sometimes. Yeah, yeah, sometimes. That's awesome. <laughs> I went to the show as much as I could last mm-hmm. night, and uh, it was just a good turn. It, it, it was. Man, I had no idea Columbus would go off like that. It yeah. was. It was a. Uh, I was very happy with that turnout. Yeah, because you were like you said, you were last here with the the capture the sun release party with the logic yeah i mean and that, that was, was like we, we're trying to figure out when that was either 2012 or 2013 okay so like that's a long time ago yeah, yeah. and i feel like we brought you out here for one of our instrumental critical beatdown shows way was back. that at, at scully's? scully's yeah it was a scully's yeah, all right yeah, yeah that yeah. went off too yeah yeah that, but that, that was oh seven oh eight that was back when like, before i was really doing a lot of shows too. Yeah. like i i yeah so it was a different time yeah yeah sure. yeah that so, show was fun though yeah, that show was packed. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we that probably did like, about 500, 600 yeah, people in there that's, for that show. That's a big show for me now, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. That's a good, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, I think it was you. We had a DJ battle on it. And right, we had right, a right. Instrumental right. band on it. Yeah, yeah. And it yeah, cracked. Yeah. 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 You know, what's funny is uh, looking back then, you were you were kind of ahead of the curve in terms of playing those types of instrumental shows. I, I mean, for hip hop guys, maybe. yeah, for hip hop yeah. guys, like you had like you were using the, the laptop, you were playing instrumental sets without turntables. Yeah, 
Well, that's the, at that's, that time it was like they're like, well, yeah. What are you doing? I'm lucky that time caught up to me in that sense because like, <laughs> yeah. I still like I, like I never DJed really. Like I, I mean, I have I have DJed like I played around and like DJed bars and stuff yeah. like that, but I don't like scratch or blend or like I'm not a DJ. So uh, when it came time to tour, like I was like, oh, I gotta use this computer for this. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, like, but coming from a hip hop background, I was always like, kind of was like, oh, this is really not okay <laughs> what I'm doing, but. Because I play for audiences that are kind of more electronic music or yeah. instrumental music, they're so used to that shit that like it never bothered them. And and when I first toured, I used to tour with DJ Signify. Yeah, uh, and he was scratched. Was he at the Scully show? I don't remember. I don't no, think he no, was. He wasn't okay, there. no. Uh, but like, so I'd have him. He'd, he'd be scratching, and then me doing the music stuff. And like that was okay. Yeah. And then slowly, I just I was like, you know what? No one cares. <laughs> Like they don't like like yeah. people don't care that he's here, and it's a whole other extra thing. Yeah, because I got used to being doing shows with other people in the same vein as me, and then all of a sudden I was like, oh, okay, yeah. like you can do this. You can just like, like and now I have visuals, you know. Yeah, but I, I mean, I'm not gonna lie and say that like my live show is an exciting thing to watch to behold. It's cool right. to listen to, yeah. and it's, there's you know there's a vibe, and you can kind of you know it's it's definitely if you like my music, it's awesome. Because it is like right. this thing that you can't hear anywhere else. But on a visual level, you know, it's it's, it's like you know, instrumental music is like boring as shit. On it. <laughs> yeah, because it's it's yeah, it's a different expectation. Yeah, now, which is yeah. you know, like you're saying, coming from hip hop, it's like if you're not rapping, you need to be physically doing something. Oh yeah, yeah with yeah. your hands, mm-hmm. like, and that requires like a whole different thing than what you're doing. Yeah, with the lap, it's whole. Yeah. I also, wonder sometimes, did you ever worry about like? You remember you had the era of like when Girl Talk came out and people were like, he's just standing there with a laptop. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you yeah. were pre-Girl Talk with that. I was, yeah, but I was doing something different. I don't even know what Girl Talk does. He just, he, for a while, he just plays party remixes and mashups, but he right. was just kind of, he blew up and was playing in front of 2,000, 3,000, yeah, 4,000 yeah. people yeah. in like, a, on the strength of a couple mixtapes. Right, And right. then there was just kind of a backlash because he was like, a laptop DJ. Well, there are. Well, that's the thing is a laptop because like the people who do like laptop DJ stuff are people that li- there's there's dudes that literally like press a button. Yeah. And then they're just pumping the crowd. Right. Right. And like and like they're not they're, they're not, not they're they're literally the not doing anything. Like yeah. they're literally just playing a pre-made thing and then and so that that like I I fear that that's what people are reading that I'm doing. Yeah. But like I'm actually fo- I'm I am doing stuff, but it's just like yes. nothing to watch you know it's just yeah. like it's, i'm pressing buttons i'm i'm launching things and but uh but that that whole thing like the party dj where they're like they just stand on the table and pump their arms and get excited i mean you know it is what it is i guess you know like i i mean yeah. people people love that shit yeah people dance i mean it's just you know girls want to dance <laughs> you know? yeah that that's a that's a reality that that i think um i started kind of looking at like this discography of some like instrumental guys that i i liked and mm-hmm. i was just like looking at their their catalogs mm-hmm. and what i noticed is that over time everything sped up yeah and yeah, i yeah, wonder yeah. to myself like is that because when you first start making this music you're not playing out and oh, then you play out and oh, you're like a hundred percent the first time i did a tour ever i was opening i i have a funny thing with the first i i, I so ninja tunes the label i was on in, in the uk and that's a huge label in the uk it's an indie yeah. label but it was a big deal uh and i didn't know the the the, the strength of the label as an American, I was just like, oh, I've heard of it, but yeah. you know, whatever. Uh, and uh, so the first tour I went on was was with uh, like 
Kid Koala, who's like one of the greatest mm-hmm. DJs of all time. I mean, like literally, like like not even just like oh, I scratched. Like he's the most he's one of the, the most creative DJ I've ever seen in my life. Uh, Cold Cut, who did that uh, remix of uh, of uh, um, that Eric B. and Rakim song back in the day, uh, Seven Minutes of Funk, or uh, uh, um, thinking of a master plan. Ain't no yeah, 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 Like yeah, they did yeah, a yeah. famous remix, but they're they're huge in London. And then yeah. Amon Tobin, who's this big uh, huge. P- producer, and and me, and then who played before me, Diplo. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who opened for before me? Yeah, was Diplo. So that was so that was a funny tour, and uh, and yeah, I just remember being on that tour, being like, like this is insane, and and I and I and I had all my albums down tempo, it was very slow, yeah. and so my set was mellow. Yeah, and I remember just watching the crowd, just like look at me, I was like, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next time I did it, I like I kept it was a little half and half, but I kind of sped up certain parts. I kind of like started. Well, I started using a Ableton, and 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 I, that could that opened up my my horizons a lot. And uh, so I started doing like a little more mashups and kind of things that were a little more like up tempo, but still the same music. And then you know now it's like all right, this shit starts at ninety eight BPMs yeah. <laughs> for my live show. But I did come back being like. Maybe I should make faster music, and then I was like, "Nah, <laughs> I don't listen to this kind of shit." <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, so you know, and I made one album that was upbeat, and that was the special album, the yeah. Uncle Tony's Coloring Book, and then, but everything else is like you know, it has ups and downs. You know, like your albums, like yeah. you, got, you got fast songs, you got slow songs, you got you got all sorts of shit. So yeah, but I yeah, people that get influenced by the by the live, I, I've seen that so many times. Yeah, but I don't blame them though. Like. Because, I mean, I would imagine the faster your music is, the more opportunities that you get for different kinds of gigs, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And, festivals. Uh, yeah. Festivals. And there's yeah. a lot of money in festivals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I played my first instrumental set uh, last year, and I was like, that was one of the biggest things that jumped out. Like, oh, this is kind of slow. Yeah. <laughs> 80 BPM. Oh, not. yeah. Well, but now it's different It's because because trap kind of slowed things down. Yeah. Uh, you can fuck around with like an 80 BPM thing and people will just kind of like double time bop to it. Yeah. Whereas like when I started, it was, you know, I had a couple songs that were like 65 BPMs and there's like, like, <laughs> like slow beats and the crowd would just like die. And that's the funny thing about crowds though is that like, and I know this from DJing too. Yeah. Uh, they're so fickle. Oh. And yeah. from like my set literally changes every eight bars. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're bored with this part, don't worry. In literally in seven seconds, it's gonna change. Yeah. And I see people in the crowd just disassociate. Yeah. They'll be like, yeah, yeah, and they're like, no. And then and 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 mm. it's so. And when I DJ, I'd be playing a, like you know playing whatever like you know old soul music. People are dancing, and I play one song. They're like, people are like, nope, I'm gonna leave this bar because of this song that I don't feel like dancing to, even though it's gonna change in three minutes. Like that stuff to me, it's so crazy to me that yeah. people are like that. But and well, you can clear yeah. the floor with. One wrong song. Oh, I've done it many times. I mean, sometimes on purpose. Sometimes, <laughs> really? it's just, yeah, yeah. Just a, it's yeah. like three thirty. It's like let's get everyone out of here. Let's put yeah, throwing put on something. Luther Vandross. Yeah, 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 exactly. Put put on a hundred ways by Jeffrey Osborne. And see right, right. Get out of here. In you on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you're not dancing to this shit, but you'd be surprised. People. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's yeah. I, that was one of my biggest takeaways from DJing. I used to. I was DJing before I was making beats and. What I learned in doing it, because I just ended up becoming a party DJ. I didn't set out to do that. It's the only thing you can do. Yeah, and you're just like, oh well, shit. This is how I get paid. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I'll take that gig. Mm-hmm. But one of the first things I learned was like, okay, you can lose this whole dance floor. It's, it, you have to build up to get them there, and if you lose them, it's hard as hell to get them back. It's the pressure's crazy <laughs> to keep. And like, 
and and now it's like it, it's i feel like for i have a lot of friends who dj and mm-hmm. and they and what they do is just they they just know the songs that the people like yeah and and they're all like my age so they're totally out of out of the loop but they you know they people give requests they write them down so and, and they're playing and they're straight up playing music they don't know or like and that's just yeah. kind of the, but they get paid and that's their job but like I tried so many times in New York to do do nights of like I'm gonna play this kind of music. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be I had a I had a soul night. I had a, a gangster rap night. I had a, like I, all these different like ideas. Actually, with a, I did a, a dudes from Ohio and I actually uh, yeah. did that. <laughs> uh, but um, and and like they would always just eventually veer into dance party because like <laughs> like I, you can only play so many Willie D songs before girls are like do you have uh, Rihanna and like that's that's that you know yeah and and once you get people dancing even if you're kind of staunchly like I stick to my guns like you kind of want them to keep dancing because you know yeah. they're gonna stay yeah and you know it's, it's a better time yeah it's a better time and you're partying too it's like it it all makes sense but you know yeah, I'm, I was limited by my what what at the time I was using CDJs and I was limited okay. by what was on my CD, CDs. Yeah, that's hard. So I was like, I got some mystical. <laughs> See how it goes. <laughs> yeah, when we had our weekly uh, uh, event for for uh, like three years, my guy Detox, he would be the, the main DJ, mm-hmm. and he would sometimes have his guys come in and DJ with him. And whenever they were bombing, he would be like, "Yo, Pranko, talk to them," because he didn't want to tell them. Because <laughs> <laughs> people would be on the walls. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he would start the night out, and from like nine thirty to ten thirty, eleven, he'd get it cracking. Yeah. And just as people are coming in, it's cracking. The vibe is good. Yeah. Dance floor is looking great. And then next thing you know, his boys be like, "Hey, man, can I get on now?" And he couldn't like just say, like, "Nah, mm. man, not right now." Uh, so he would let them get on, and without fail they would plop and what, like what would they play whatever he was playing like, i got play the arsonist b-side yeah the roots <laughs> remixes yeah yeah like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah arsonist b-sides yeah, 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 yeah. you know company flow yeah. when like girls are dancing to like tupac i get around yeah like it's not no yeah you don't want to do that no and uh every time he would be at the bar looking sad and i'd be like what's up man he's like man can you go talk to him <laughs> <laughs> and so i got i learned how to have conversations <laughs> With guys about bombing, like sensitively, sensitively. Sometimes and sometimes no, yeah. Because I was drunk too, so it, like, hey man, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fix this. <laughs> yeah, I would just be like, hey man, um, look out there, man. And they would be like, because they would be no looking down at shit. They yeah. would never be looking up when they're bombing. They'd be oh, looking man. down, looking at the laptop, and I'm like, hey man, just look up there for a second. And they look up and they're like, what? Well, I say, when you got up there, it was packed. <laughs> now everybody's outside smoking. <laughs> I'm not telling you what to play. I'm just telling you to get the people back. In. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what's funny is that, uh, so you know, I I sometimes get these gigs like in ski towns. Yeah, and I, I was complaining about this on Twitter the other day, <laughs> and I had a I had a dreadful ski town experience recently where I played somewhere in Vermont, Dover, Vermont, yeah. and uh, and they hired me and they paid me well. I was like, oh shit, all right. Yeah, as this barn, it's an after party for like a some skiing event or something like that yeah and i'm there and, and i know ski town events are inherently bad for my because i'm not a dj <laughs> yeah, yeah i'm playing yeah. my music all they want is a party dj yeah literally it's the lowest common denominator like they want like they don't even want like cool dj stuff they want like what what they're playing at like a tgif friday's <laughs> bar you know they want like the lowest common denominator yeah. so like i'm there and like me and my opening actor there and he plays a show and like it's a big barn there's a bar to the side and then the stage and the, and there's like people in front of us and everyone's at the bar yeah. and he's playing and maybe like 15 people are like sprinkled in from the, while my, my man's playing and 
he gets off. He's like, oh, that was terrible. I was like, oh, I know. So I go on and I and I have like, a, you know, sometimes if I know that's going to happen, I was like, well, I have a set that is like more upbeat and I can play like, yeah. I'll play like my dance set just yeah. to, you know. And I'm playing my set and no one gives a shit. And this one kid comes up to me and, and there's a really high stage and he uh, and he holds his phone up to me and I'm like, what? And I try to read it and it says like a name of a song. And I was like, I don't know what that is. I'm, I'm yelling over the table like, I don't know what that is. And he's like, he's like, he's like, yeah, no, like play this. And I was like, I was like, I'm not a DJ. And he's like, oh, and he, he looks at me funny and then he, then he leaves and, and, you know, I keep just going because that's what I'm doing. Yeah. He comes back again with another thing, another request. I was like, I was like, I'm not a DJ. Like, dude, <laughs> I, do you see turntables here? Then he comes back and he wrote out, no one's dancing. <laughs> and I'm just like. <laughs> just what? in case you didn't know. Yeah, and I believe me, I can see like the, 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 clearly the, the barren be... wasteland that is the dance floor in front of me. Whoops, about him. Uh, and, uh, and then, and then. This dude, I'm, like, again, high stage. Like, this shit yeah. is, like, six feet off the ground. Like, it's, yeah. it's a very high stage. This guy walks up while I'm playing, he's like, and, and I'm playing. And he's, he turns to me, he's like, he's like, hey, man, how you doing? I'm like, good. Like, I can't talk right now. He's like, yo, man, you got any Skrillex? And I was like, I was like, I'm not a DJ. He's like, what? I'm like, this is my own music. And he's and he he looked at me like I had just spoken like fucking Chinese name or something. Like that. He was just like, what? Yeah. And they walked off the stage. And then my set ended like five minutes after that. And and it like, but that is that's like that's it reminded me of being a DJ clearing the room. But in this case, I had no power to take it anywhere else. No, like I didn't have like you know Ariana Grande track in my chamber to put up. Yeah. There, you know? Hey man, but no uh, one's dancing. Yeah, it's but, the, it's the most like. What else can you say? And I want to be like, are you going to dance? <laughs> right. Guy. Right. right. Hey, guy, are you going to dance? What do I need to play to get you yeah. out my face? <laughs> you going to play the fucking Chumbawamba for you and just like, <laughs> set this party on fire? <laughs> yeah, it's a bad family. Yeah. yeah, every yeah. time I talk to somebody about that, they would just be pissed. Oh. And, but they wouldn't talk to me for like two, three weeks. <laughs> And then eventually I'd see him out and we'd squash it. But they'd be like, yeah, man, I was so mad at you that night, man. I can't believe you fucking told me what to fucking do on the tables, bro. And I was like, dude, it's our weekly. Like, yeah. if no one is in there, no one's drinking. If yeah. no one's dancing, then we get paid off the bar. Mm -hmm. When you chase motherfuckers outside and they're drinking and smoking and playing double dutch outside the venue, yeah. that doesn't help us, man. <laughs> you, you can't play for dudes, man. You can never play for dudes. If you're a DJ, you cannot play because guys don't dance. Yeah. Unless chicks are dancing well, right well then yeah and guys will dance to any like man the shit i've danced to in my life yeah. i don't dance but <laughs> the shit i have danced to has been entirely because there are girls dancing see that's the <laughs> you key. know yeah i used to go to an 80s party for in, in new york there's this party called don hills uh at this place don hills uh that went from like 97 no nah, shit maybe 97 i was like 18 when i went there for the first time yeah. and i went until i was 29 mm. like every week and it was an 80s party I grew up in the 80s. Yeah. Like, I, I know that music. I'm familiar with it. Like, it's cool, whatever. I don't think I had never heard a song in 10 years. <laughs> like, I literally <laughs> was just like, they're just talking to girls and getting drunk with my friends. Yeah. And like, and like that was in the entire, but I had the best time ever. Yeah. I would dance every week. It yeah. didn't matter. Yeah. It didn't matter. Because girls a, were dancing. <laughs> we had a night here called Ladies 80s. That, it's still going on. I bet that shit pops up. Same type thing. Start cracking around late 90s. Still goes on. 500, mm -hmm. 600 people a week. And it doesn't matter what you feel. The party's so cracking that you have to you I, just fall into the vibe. It's a good time. Like, you got to be such, such a mad guy to get mad at music that makes <laughs> girls dance. You know, like, yeah. you got to be like, well, put on some, you know, like, put on this old school. Like, like no, man, yeah. like, 
No, I cannot play Ain't No Half Stepping right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I probably could, though, maybe. <laughs> probably not. Yeah. And, it, and, and, you know, our thing, too, was like, I didn't like telling fools what to play because I'm like, look, we would play classic hip hop, yeah. but you just you still have to play things that people can dance to. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean I want to hear a, a artifacts remixed wrong side of the tracks right. at eleven thirty. Right, that no one's heard before. That's that nine thirty shit. Thank you. Yeah, play that early yeah. so that at this time you can play. You know, Snoop Dogg and <laughs> yeah. whatever. Uh, you got it. Listen, you got it. You got it. You know, you can play like Chub Rock, treat him right. Yeah, you can play that. They that don't works. know that song, but it's got to be, and they can dance to it, and and it won't make them leave. Yeah, as opposed to like taking it down to eighty four BPMs and like you know <laughs> exactly like a third base <laughs> song. No. Yeah, that's just not yeah, gonna yeah, crack, man. Yeah, no. no. Yeah. So yeah, um, so yeah, for those at home, yeah, Blockheads here. Yeah, we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna we're gonna we're talk. chatting. <laughs> yeah, man, we're kicking it. We're gonna uh, talk about his career some, and uh, we'll take a break, and uh, we'll be right back. If you've been listening to the podcast recently, then you know I've been working on a brand new book that I hope to have out in the next couple of months. But in the meantime, I'm here to let you guys know that all three of my first books are back in stock at waitlist.net. That means Adventures in Counterculture book, back in stock. Word is blog, back in stock. And my most recent book, What a Night, a book about the worst shows of my career is back in stock. All back in stock, and you can get all three of those for just $25 on waitlist.net. Once again, all three of my books are available for just $25 on waitlist.net. Back to the show! All right, Super Duty Tough Work here, Blockhead. Up? Welcome to Columbus, man. Hey, my uh, pleasure. I do want to talk about, like, uh, on tour, like, like your technical setup. Because mm-hmm. I thought I saw like it was a novation. Was it a launch pad? Yeah, that's there? pretty simple. Just a launch pad and, and yeah. my laptop. And I, I mean, like I've simplified my live set to something that like I'm comfortable doing it. And again, like I said earlier, like uh, at the end of the day, like as long as like I can execute what I'm doing, like I don't need all these like bells and whistles to, to yeah. really. Uh, and a lot of like I see a lot with opening acts, like mm-hmm. the, they'll they'll bring like their entire studio on stage. Yeah. And I'm and I'm always like, hey, man, like you're going to want to trim that down. Cause like for traveling and just for, you don't need it. Like, yeah. like people aren't that they're, they're not that fascinated by you pressing this thing instead of that thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, some people are, but, but, but in, it's from, not necessary. in your lane. It seems like it's not necessary. I'll tell you what goes over big is, is when a motherfucker brings a, a live instrument on stage. Really? <laughs> you can, and it's all in like, in, in like, in the like more a hip, saxophone or you know, like you a, know, on the hippie <laughs> side of things, like yeah. people will bring like cellos and shit and be like, Oh, cello. But it's like, it's, it's like some guy playing beats and, and I mean, it's cool, but it's just like, people are so impressed by yeah. when they're used to, to, to computers yeah. and they see someone bring an instrument. It's like, you know, they're like, Oh, I forgot these existed. Best people can still. play these yeah that's but you know yeah and i guess it's a good way to translate your talent because it, it sometimes it seems like there's an assumption from a lot of people that if it's electronic then it's not musical yeah oh yeah yeah there's yeah. no talent involved like yeah. oh well they're just playing it's like nah these guys actually know oh music. yeah oh for sure they're composing they're music theory guys like yeah. i like a lot of i mean like listen i, I don't I, I'm not a, I don't know music theory, but I have my own music theory. Yeah. <laughs> I know what I like. I know what, what sounds right to me. And I know how like, uh, I, I envision music and like how, well, you know, when I make a song, it's very mathematical and like, you know, yeah. uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean like it's, it's, people are excited to see that someone can actually like put their fingers on an instrument. And, like, play. <laughs> There's this dude in Denver once open for me who, uh, who, who played an upright bass he rapped, he sang, he beatboxed, and he had another instrument, and he had a laptop. Wow. 
And I was just like, I was like, dude, it's it's eight thirty. Yeah, <laughs> like, I hope he sold a million CDs like, that night. I, I don't think he did. I mean, the crowd was really impressed, <laughs> yeah, and it was yeah. impressive. It was one of these things. I was like, I was like, man, you're like one of those like guys in the street that plays like a one man band. <laughs> like, yeah, you know. Uh, but it was it was one of these things. I, I wanted to just be like, you know, you got to kind of pick your lane at some point and like focus on one. Yeah, because it's people spread, spread themselves a little thin. Yeah, I don't want to shit on anyone's dreams, obviously, but but like, but it's true though. You know, like like I have some really talented friends who could never really focus on what it was they wanted to do yeah so they did you know they they made beats but their beats were kind of like all different types of things and it it, it couldn't no one could really grab grab onto yeah. what it was and it's like man if you just focused on like doing this this specific thing and focusing on that like you would have been successful probably. yeah but, how hmm. how did you figure that out and, and focus on instrumental music for what you do because we've had conversations where you weren't even a listener of instrumental music you oh, were just no. a beat maker no i mean that well i think that's how as a, as a I've always been I've I've always been a fairly myopic person when it comes to music like I like I only listened to hip hop until I was like 18. Yeah. And then like I started slowly getting into like soul music and like kind of you know and I, I I was aware of other music obviously I grew up you know my family had a lot there's a lot of music in the household and everything but but uh so like being only hip hop was very easy for me as far as like yeah. as the type of music and again I don't play instruments I don't you know like it it wasn't an option I couldn't just pick up with car be like oh I'm going to play rock you know, you know like it wasn't really there for me but uh I don't know like i think hmm yeah it just it just that always just felt the natural drive was there yeah there and uh i couldn't really deviate from that too far and and the thing about not listening to instrumental music is that uh i i didn't know what i was supposed to compare myself to yeah like i had heard introducing mm -hmm. like three or four times like yeah. like I, I i liked a couple songs on it I liked his production with rappers more because yeah. I like rappers. Like this, nothing against instrumental music. It's just like I preferred vocals. I still do. And uh, so when it came time to sit down and make an album, I was like, "All right, well, I'm just going to make an album of what I think this is supposed to sound like." Yeah. And it was based on almost nothing. Yeah. And I, I did, and that was it. And that, like, that's and yeah. it, but it was a hip hop album. I mean, it was it was beats. Like, yeah, it was I always agree. just beats to me. You know. Yeah, it seems to me, and I wonder what you think about. It, it seems almost like your lane found you yeah more so than you looking for the lane yes yes yeah you know like they chose you like hey yeah <laughs> you're coming with us yeah oh 100 percent. Well, well and it expanded too because like i got signed to a label that specializes in instrumental like down tempo instrumental music yeah and uh and also it has to do with the equipment i was using like i was using my sr10 to begin with okay for years and years and years and then i discovered ableton and i was like oh this does everything and like it made it kind of made the sampler less uh crucial to my mm. my um create creative process because it did everything the sampler did and more like time stretching like yes that. and and when that when i figured that out and kind of saw what that could do like that i i took a a sharp turn about how, how my beats got made mm. and like all of a sudden i was making like six minute songs that had like 55 samples in each one of them, you know yeah. like, like that and I, and that's and that just kind of it just naturally turned that way because i guess i my whole idea behind making instrumental music was to not be boring because mm. i think instrumental music is inherently boring yeah. you know because it doesn't change much you know or it's subtle and you know it's it, it, the what makes it interesting is very nuanced but like i want to be like this is this this has this moves this yeah. goes places this this starts here it ends there it doesn't ever come back and uh and that's kind of where like around my when, with ableton i was able to do that and that's kind of where everything turned around like. yeah for me i found like the thing that got me into ableton was the time stretching like when i Dude. learned about warping i remember somebody said it on youtube they're like if you master warping everything is 
looks the same oh yeah did you have the same experience oh yeah and by the way mastering warping takes 35 seconds yeah (laughs) where you're just like click 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 click. yeah (laughs) but you know some people don't maybe they don't see it they they can't read it they can't it's weird it's weird weird like i've i've i have homies that i help learn ableton who still don't get warping they still don't kind of get like how to where you should put the markers how you should stretch it how do you that's so weird they just it i guess it just doesn't but you know what you came from years of not having it yeah uh, and you sold it out editing samples and exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. so i think we I know the one for, yeah you know the you know, one you yeah. know okay i can use this is only good for three bars let me snatch that other bar from here right right the people right. who go straight to that yeah i don't know if they have that going in i think there's a lot of that in in production like there, there's because you know it's so easy to make beats now and like everyone can make beats and like and i'll see things that are so inherently signs of that people should not be making music like <laughs> i don't know when something's out of key yeah that's that's, that's a, a big one man. yeah that's a, a like a red black you have to have pitch <laughs> to be able to make like all i have is pitch that's all i have like that's the only thing i inherently have in, as a music maker is that i can tell when something sounds good on top of another thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh and like there's that or or when people don't understand like like i remember this one this dude made a beat and it was like a the loop was a swing beat yeah. Like it was, it was like a, like a dit, 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 yeah. and the drums were f- four to the floor. Yeah. And I was like, yo, the drums are fucked up. He's like, what are you talking about? It's looped up. I'm like, no, like the swing is totally off. And he's like, and he looked at me like I was crazy. Yeah. And I was, I was like, ah, all right, man, forget it. <laughs> good luck. What you want to do? Good luck. Good luck. Yeah. But like, like those, there's simple things like that that are very glaring and that tell me that someone should probably not be, yeah, do, you know, be a be a manager. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be a booking agent. Like, do something, do something different that is, you know, that. You want to be in music, but you don't have to. Or shit, learn to rap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You still got to count bars. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. If you, if you would do something as stupid as putting a, a four on the floor to a swing and it sounds yeah. like crap, then imagine how your bars would be falling. But what? But shout out to those rappers that don't count bars that somehow make it work. So not X. Oh, like, so not X. Billy Woods. Yeah. That motherfucker's never counted. Bars. Yeah. Like I, I try to explain him bars. <laughs> And it'll end on like the, the 12 and a half bar. And I'm like, all right. Yeah. Low deck was like that. Low deck really, didn't count bars at all. You know all. what you're yeah. right. Because I did record with him once. Yeah, yeah. Whatever come out. Come but out. I kind of love it. Like there's something very pure about that. Because they would just yeah. write. And then when and when the verse is done, it's done. <laughs> and, it, and, it, and I and I and those and like Billy Wood's one of my favorite rappers. And like yeah. he literally like it like his verse is his verse. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. And I and I appreciate it. But I, as a producer, you got to find a way to like work around it. You're like, oh, drop the drums a little bit here. Yeah. yeah like, uh, but that's, it's kind of cool. But I, I, I like that. I, it's a weird, like Sadat X, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's, not a bar counter. I can't. No, no. I'd like to see how his shit was written. Yeah. It's just no way it looks just like, like it sounds. Yeah. It's like, uh, what? <laughs> he, like, half, he doesn't even rhyme. Yeah. Half the time. So if you're not even rhyming, how do you know the beginning and ending of a bar? If you're not even rhyming and. <laughs> at the beginning or well you ever like do that thing where you like read and in a rhythm to and it doesn't like like you're just reading a, a yeah. book or something and and you try to read it in a rhythm yeah that's what sadat x's rhymes are like <laughs> that's what they sound like yeah but yeah. it's all the rhythm the the, the the tone of his voice <laughs> it's so true I, I heard lump lump came on the other day and i was like man sadat x was so dope yeah like, i was like I used man to play that oh record. god i love that shit <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he had a period where he was like, yeah. really cooking, but yes, yeah, really offbeat and not mm. rhyming. But his voice and his delivery, oh yeah, he didn't have to rhyme. I'm yeah. like, that's a testament to you having some hell yeah. of black charisma. Yeah, oh yeah, and, and just the coolest <laughs> voice ever. Yeah. And also, like, side note, like any any rapper who actually plays ball, I always have extra love for. <laughs> he plays ball. He was apparently pretty good at ball. Yeah. Oh shit, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's why. I, I mean, I heard that from other 
people around, but I was, I was like, okay, that's dope. Respect, respect. Yeah. That. Yeah, that's dope. <laughs> yeah. So like touring now versus back when you first started and using Ableton, like what I remember specifically is like you were probably the first person out of all of us to even adopt Ableton. He, maybe, so maybe one of the first adopters in our entire that I remember being both like, yo, I'm using Ableton. It's great. I had no choice because because uh, I had to tour. Yeah, I, I'm not a DJ. I can't bring the ASR 10 with me. I was using floppy disks. That shit yeah. takes forever to load. I wouldn't even know what to do. Like yeah. I'd literally be like, let me load up this new beat. And yeah, here you go. <laughs> like it wouldn't have made sense. So Ableton was like uh, the guys at Ninja Tune who are you know they were up on that whole scene probably years before I was. They're like, you should really look into Ableton. Mm. And I got it. And I kind of, you know, and I hate learning. I, I'm bad at learning. I, I I do it all. Like, I, the way I use Ableton is totally backwards. Yeah. Like, I've never met anyone who uses it how I do because I learned it in a very specific way. And, like, like I literally look at other people's, uh, like, uh, their, whatever, their files or whatever. I'm just like, what is that? Because mine doesn't look anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> but I use it. But I know. But it works for me. And yeah. I, so I use it that way, you know? And, uh, but, yeah, I had, but I learned to use it specifically for touring. And then... Slowly, I was like, this might be better than my sampler. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, do you still use MPC or mm -mm, Ableton? You're all Ableton, right? Yeah, I switched to Ableton around 2013, 2014. Oh, no shit. Oh, nice. Yeah. Now, do you do you use uh, like pads and stuff to, for the drums? And stuff? I'm, I don't, but now I'm starting to because I'm going to play more beat sets and yeah, more yeah. instrumental sets. And so it's like, yeah. I got to get something tactile because the times I'm up there, I'm like, I don't feel comfortable touching my laptop and scrolling and things. Oh, so I, like, yeah, I, I mean, need some way to. Well, MIDI keyboard, I use a MIDI keyboard for the beat stuff. Yeah. But like, but also my, my Novation pad, you can pad drums out on that kind yeah. of. Yeah. But it's not as great. Like there's better pad for, like I, I, I mean, mine's better for live performance just because yeah. it's not, I'm not trying to like do like triplets and stuff. Like that, you oh, know? totally. Uh, but um, yeah, there's, they've got a good. good yeah. Launch. I got the, I got the launch pad just yeah, recently. Yeah. The, yeah. I had the mini one. I was just experimenting with that, but I like it. And uh, yeah, it's a whole different way to think about music. And the thing mm -hmm. about Ableton I've noticed is that there's multiple ways to do any one thing. Mm -hmm. So it kind of lends mm -hmm. itself to like you being like, I'm just doing my own shit over oh, here. Oh yeah, yeah. No yeah. one understands it. Oh yeah. Cause like it threw me off when I first started learning. I was like, why are there like three different ways to chop a sample? Yeah. <laughs> there's not multiple ways to chop a sample on NPC. <laughs> I still learn ways, man. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I'll be touring with a dude. Cause I'm I, like I said, like I only know what I know on that shit. And yeah. like, and I've toured with people who are like masters of it and they'll show me something. I'm like, Whoa, what? Like yeah. this, this dude, little people one showed me how to chop a sample and I forgot immediately. That's yeah. a, that's a, that's a fucked up thing. I was like, I want to use that. And then immediately I didn't remember how to do it and I'll yeah. never know how to do it. <laughs> but it, but he showed me a way to like, you, you put a sample in a grid and it, and it, and it rearranges it for you. Yeah. And, it, and I was like, wait, what, how did you do that? <laughs> and like, that's something I would probably use if I, if I yeah. could remember how to do it, <laughs> but I don't. So I just, you know, I edit it myself and you know, yeah. I, I just, I do it. I do it the hard way. I'm pretty sure I do it the slow way. Yeah. But yeah, I think that, yeah, probably cause we're used to that. Yeah. yeah. But I also make, will make a, a fully formed beat in like an hour and a half. So <laughs> that's pretty good. So like, if you, were look, so if you were to look at the songs that are on your new record, you mm -hmm. would say that those are things that you just made in one, one session, one setting. Oh, well, no, with records it's different. Cause like I, I, I usually make a, I just make beats all the time. I make when I, when I'm being productive, like when I'm not on tour, like I've made a beat in like, well, actually I made a beat like last week, but like I had made a beat for like four months. Yeah. Cause I was just touring and busy and whatever. And, uh, but when I get in the work mode, I would just make beats, make beats, make beats. And then uh, when it's time to make an album, which is really like when I'm starting to feel like guilty about not making an album, <laughs> I'm like, I should probably make an album. Yeah. Uh, I go through those beats. I pick out like 
30 of them that I think are like applicable to be an instrumental song and then start coupling them up and seeing mm. what could work with what. So, and, and the, a lot of that, you know, it's trial and error. Like sometimes the, the, the tone just won't work. The, yeah. Uh, but, or, or they'll be too far apart in BPMs or something like that. Like I got to kind of find a happy medium, but then I just start grouping them off and like those 30 beats become 12 songs. Oh, and like, so, so instead of going where it seems like most people say, okay, I'm finding samples that go together. You're saying I've already have beats that are made. I, I have beats with I'm like eight elements can, in them already. Yeah. And then another beat with eight elements, put those two together, sometimes three, if it's a wow. long song. Uh, but, and then, and then I add other stuff after it that, yeah. sorry, uh, <laughs> that, uh, um, that, uh, that you know will will you know make the song complete and everything but like for the yeah. most part it is it's a composition of different parts from different places yeah put together and that's but that's what ableton allowed me to do yeah you know like before that i would just have a beat and then build off that one beat like kind of what i think yeah. you, you were talking about like that's with asr like i would have to just be like all right start here and asr only had eight tracks yep so i'd have to do those and then like wipe the slate clean if i wanted to add more stuff add more mm. stuff again and then it was a tedious tedious process yeah. to do that and now in ableton's like i have a billion tracks yeah plus unlimited sampling time yeah now, oh, which yeah. is something you didn't have Yo, on ASR. no no was, although I'd, say, I'd, I'd have, i had a minute 30 on on asr <laughs> like you see how crazy that sounds now though? Yeah, like but i'm saying like that like was that then? was enough that was yeah, enough i yeah, never i never you, ran out of space <laughs> i never ran out of space on ableton. like you think about it i, I thought about it the other day like yo we had a, I went from with the first one, I had like 40 seconds. I was like the EPS original. I was like, oh, I had 40 seconds. Oh, this is crazy. <laughs> I'm about to get crazy on y'all. Then went to like a minute and a half and you're like, oh. Did you ever have an ASR? Or did you have? I, I had the EPS, yeah, and then I had the EPS that, 16 plus. That's what L had, right? Yep, yeah, 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 16 yeah. plus. And then, then you moved to MPC? Yeah, I went to the okay, MPC yeah. 2000. I never used, that. I've never used MPC in my life. The MPC, man, it was, it taught me everything about chopping. That's, yeah, that's, I think that's, that's why I'm not a choppy part. producer. I think because I yes. never use it. You know, I, with the ASR, the keys, you kind of end up playing I played more stuff and yes. like and manipulated sounds in a way that I wouldn't have done it with another. Sample. Yeah, I think that's the main thing with the NPC is that, like you're saying, with the ASR, everything I made sounds smoother. Yeah, yeah. More layering of things. Yeah. Whereas with the MP, it was just like the choppy staccato mm. sound of it. Oh yeah. You just wanted to make those kind of beats all but the time. But drums, like I think it was oh. better for drums too. Like oh, I yeah. remember I was making beats with a uh, with Chasm. You know, remember mm -hmm. Chasm? Yeah. Shout out to wherever he is uh, <laughs> in the Chasm. 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 Yeah. <laughs> We were talking, most fitting name he, ever. Yeah, he's, he's probably. I'm talking. He's in a gi somewhere. Yeah. Uh, but he, uh, he, uh, he, I made my first beats ever with him. Yeah. I went to his house. I bring samplers. He was maybe like 17 years old. I was like wow. 18. No shit. I might have. I think I was still in high school. So I might. I might have been 17, and he was like 15 or 16. And I went to his house. I bring samplers, and and he was a really like a musical guy like he yeah. he played instruments he, he played bagpipes like he's that, oh, wow like he, he went deep and uh and he and we made beats and i would just sit back and watch him do it and mm -hmm. i was like oh that's amazing and we made some really cool beats uh i mean i was just like do this do that like that was my part in it. but <laughs> but uh but yeah like he was using mpc and i was like damn that's really cool but for some reason i was like i want a keyboard and i yeah. got the asr like when it came time to buy it i was like mm, i'm gonna get this and yeah. it, and i always i think about like how if if, if my production style would have been totally different had i gotten a npc yeah if you just started with it yeah npc it definitely would have changed it yeah yeah because i i mean because like you even think about somebody like lp mm -hmm. his style is not choppy staccato like no. uh like a dj premieres did no so no, like, no you know and i mm -hmm. think that's largely because yeah the gear doesn't lend itself to that yeah yeah and you know? yeah well he's and and lp loves a stab you know like yeah. he like already did back in the day what? like yeah, yeah like, like and that's just <clears throat> and that's and that's such a that's such a, a asr ups kind of thing you know yeah like this one <laughs> like that kind of stuff like really that kind is. of stuff that's so that's yeah. the keys right there you know yeah 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> playing a sample down the keyboard. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I love that shit. I miss that. I do miss that having that. I miss. I miss like uh, because I don't use a. You know, it's it's all digital, so you can't really go much slower. Yeah, and you'll lose quality. But on the ASR, like you could sample something and then play it on the lowest the lowest keys, and it would sound totally different. You'd be like, oh, and I would find stuff that way. Yeah. That element of creativity I do miss a little bit, but I don't miss anything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, how, how much of a part does uh, does digging still play in your music today? Uh, I mean, I don't dig for records. I haven't dig for records in years. Okay, I don't. I because I I the records I want to sample are too expensive. Yeah, they're too rare. I don't. I'm not a record collector. So you know what you want, kind of ahead of time. No, I just go. Just, I, I I I digitally dig. Digitally dig. I, I, I do digital dig. I, I got a couple places I go to. Like, there's still some music blogs up that I take stuff from that are yeah. kind of rare music blogs. And I got there's a couple like um groups I'm part of where people just throw up rare records and yeah. stuff like that. And I just rip those and go through that because uh it just because I don't I I don't have this like sacred feeling toward records like like I'm not a nostalgic person really like yeah. I like I love. I, I look back fondly on things, but I don't like to hold on to things like that. So like, uh, like I'm not a collector. I don't. Yeah. And so records never really had this big part in my life. I was always just like, you're, you exist for a sample. Yeah. Like you were, that's your, your, your existence to me. And I was going to dollar bins, like bullshit like that. Yeah. And I, and I don't sample music I like, you know, like or, that I listen to cause I can't separate it from that, you know? Yeah. Same here. Uh, so like, yeah, get to buy like a $40 bin, 40 records for a dollar and, yeah. and then find it and literally whip it across the room when I was done with it. <laughs> like that, yeah. that's how I was. So I was like, why am I going to do that with like $200 record? Yeah. Digging yeah. on that level has never yeah. been my thing. I'm, you know, I'm a, I always consider myself just like a, a beat maker. Yeah. Not a yeah. record collector either. Yeah. And it's just too expensive and it's getting worse every year. That's what happened to it though. Yeah. It got ruined because it got so popular. Yeah. And then record collectors and like, I'm not in the record collector support business. <laughs> yeah. You know neither. what I mean? Like you decide this record's $80. It's a baseball card. Yeah. <laughs> it's not worth $80. Yeah. And that's, and, and like, uh, and like, like listen, it'd be, it'd be cool to have like guys like, like, uh, you know, like the, those crazy, you know, like, like Egon and, and, and Peter Butter Wolf, like those guys fucking dig and find these crazy yeah. records. Like I would love to have that kind of stuff at my fingertips, but I don't. <laughs> so, yeah. so, and I don't have the, 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 the lust to find that kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, I don't know. Like it's just, it's, it's all disposable to me in the sense that like it's, it's there, it's there for me to use. Source then, material. Yeah. It's source material. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. The, the irony of like the, uh, the prices going up now is that the only reason those prices are going up is because guys like us sampled them in a person. Exactly. Place. Exactly. Which means if you pay $200 for this record, it will have been sampled already. Yeah. Which oh, exactly. is like, that defeats exactly. the purpose. I mean, I do. I mean, you were a dollar bin guy, right? You oh, yeah, I swear by the dollar bin. Like back in the day, you would find crazy shit in the dollar bin. Yes. And like, and like, and the things I would find, like I always had specific things, like you know, you look at album covers and like you like times and the record labels, and yeah. you're like, oh, this and that. But like, if I saw any um, world music from the '70s, I'm buying that. Yeah. If I saw anything that was like an instrument alone, I'm buying that. And like, those are albums that are completely worthless. Mm. Like, they're not fun to listen to. <laughs> it's true. The people who made them probably haven't made music in 50 years. Like. Like and no, like and they're they're, they're for sampling as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So like, I don't know if the the fact that I can't find those records anymore, like a like a like an Israeli klezmer album will be like thirty five dollars. I'm like, really yeah. though, really, really. 
and uh yeah so yeah i, I just i got sick of the whole record just just that the the, the mentality of, of of uh of the collectors who are selling these things or the record stores i was like yeah. man I don't, I don't support this oh i agree yeah. i agree like i look at some of the, my record collection now and I, i'll go out digging like you're saying 90 mm-hmm. percent of stuff i've got now was bought 10 15 years ago for under five dollars you ever think of selling it back <sighs> Credit. some of them some <laughs> of them but then like they'll offer you fucking 35 cents yeah and i'm just like yo nah man <laughs> <laughs> nah well i mean to, to give you an idea of how little i i am feeling nostalgic lately i yeah. literally had this dude hit me up the other day because i the only records i own are are like uh mid 90s to early 2000s indie hip-hop records yeah. and i got a pretty crazy collection of stuff like yeah. of, of that era like you know yeah like the original pressings of like dead bent and like yeah. like 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 all the fondlem stuff all the co-flows like oh like that that kind of like pre-raucous yes stuff. and uh and you know but i was i don't i don't have a record player <laughs> i don't have a working record player yeah. i have a broken record player and uh and it's i'm just sitting in my apartment and i'm like i don't need like what's i don't need this like I, yeah. it's like i know it i don't need to, i need i don't need to own this to prove that i know this shit <laughs> yeah like what's the point of this uh so i this dude hit me up he's like yeah i want to buy some records i was like Pfft come over man. yeah <laughs> just don't rip me off just you know i got a That's lot of stuff it. i got a lot of rest and i'm ready to sell it all I'm yeah ready to just go some of my stuff i'm gonna i've been going through a couple crates upstairs just trying to sell some stuff because i'm like i don't need to have all of this shit to make music oh yeah especially if i'm gonna be moving around as much as i want to move around you want to be nimble and you oh, can't yeah. be having crates of records and just a bunch of shit all the time I you mean, know it's like get it on the hard drive get your samples off of mm-hmm. it and then Rip and run, Move rip forward. and run. Yeah, man. Like, dude, I can make beats on tour. Yeah, that like literally, I've made beats on the toilet before. Like, I just I, like, discovered I, that, dude. Like yeah. in the last year, I'm like, able on able to. Yeah, I'm like, what? Got it. I can do anything on yeah. this shit. Yeah, like my the album I just finished is the first one I've ever done strictly on my laptop without going into my regular studio, and wow. touching any gear in there, mm-hmm. and just using the little tiny MIDI controllers. Oh wow! Outside of that, I never did. I recorded all the vocals straight into my laptop. I, you know, I mixed that. it with the monitors in there, but on my laptop. And I'm just like, yo, this is the new thing. I'm not going back. I'm not going back. It's all about simplifying shit. Yeah. That's, well, that's going back to what I was saying about like, like bringing stuff on tour and all these people with all these gadgets. I'm like, yeah, simplify, simplify, simplify. Like you can, you can tour with a backpack. Come on, man. I sold three cents a few years ago. And with the money I sold them for, mm-hmm. I bought like that Arturia synth, that B sick B collection, whatever it is. Like I don't know what that is. it's fucking know. crazy. It's and what? I was like, yo, this shit sounds as good as the shit I got. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe one or two sounds don't sound as good. I'm like, yo, it was the same. I sold them. I just sold them so cheap. People, a dude drove in from Indianapolis because I was selling my synths for so cheap. He was just like, there's no way this could be real. He drove in. And Why we saw you? You didn't want to. You didn't want to try to get deal it. with him. Yeah, yeah that's, I, 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 priced, I relate to that. I, I priced to that. him to sell. I was like, "Yo, hundred for that one, two hundred for that one, yeah, two hundred for that one." Dude was like, "Is this real?" I was like, "Yes, yeah, real." How much are they worth? Probably double that each. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. I don't use eBay. Yeah, like I don't. Like I'm just. I don't care about I that stuff. Go through the yeah. process. Yes. I'm 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 so that way about everything. <laughs> yeah. Like make my life easier. Yeah. Take it off my hands. Yeah. I don't care. Right. <laughs> I don't like, want to haggle. So yeah. I'm gonna price it low enough to where you yeah. don't you feel guilty if you offer me less. Yeah. And then it just moves the same day. Yeah. And I don't have to think about it. And then it's gone. Yeah, I'm so yeah. glad I did that yeah. though. <laughs> yeah, that, I salute you, man. That's that's the that's the way to live. Yeah. Because really nothing's that important. These things no. we have. No, it's just stuff, man. Like, you know, it's like, stuff. I don't I don't buy shit. I don't spend money on anything. I, I eat. That's all I do is eat. That was my biggest, uh, my biggest, uh, I guess, revelation. Like I had, I lost my brother some years back. Mm -hmm. The biggest thing I I walked away from that experience was was that stuff don't matter. 
Yeah. When you go on, it really doesn't. All your family's gonna have is just stuff. Mm-hmm. And if you're not doing it with that stuff, or you don't have a way to get rid of that stuff, it's just stuff, man. Oh yeah. And like, it's like, yo, this shit is cool as long as it's functional. Mm-hmm. If yes. this helps me do my job better, keep it. I'm 100 percent. If it doesn't, that. it's yeah. stuff. It's and what you said, like functional. That it, everything in my life is fun for function. Yeah. Like I don't have like, <laughs> someone came over to my house the other day and like like uh I had a. You know, I got like some art. My dad was an artist, so I have art on my walls. Yeah, uh, and that's just there because I had it. My dad's art, <laughs> like it was, it was there. I could take it, I could put it there. Yeah. But if it came, it was up to me. There would be no art on my walls because I would not f- seek out art to find. And you know, and uh, and they walked into a. I was just showing them around the apartment. And they looked at my bedroom, and my walls are barren. Mm. And they're like, "This is ominous." <laughs> I was like, "What? I don't need it. It's fine. I got a TV, got a bed, <laughs> got dresser, laptop, a laptop, like media control, like." I'm chilling. Like I don't need more than that. And like, uh, and, you know, you've you've lived in the same place for a while, yeah. right? Like I've lived yeah. in my place for like 17, 18 years now. Yeah. I'm some close here. I've been here since '04. Yeah, I think Plus I, I grew uh, up here, but yeah. then I moved back in '04. Yeah, so the, yeah, '02, '03. I think is when I when I got my place. And like, and like, and I talked to my mom the other day, and she's like, you know what? Like, what do you ever think about moving and like getting some, you know, a bigger place or something? And I was like, why? Yeah. Like, I'm fine. I'm, I don't have a kid. <laughs> right. I'm like, I live alone. I'm, I'm good. I got, yeah. this is, I, I don't need anything more. I don't need space. Like, you know, when Christmas comes around, I'm like, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. I don't, socks. Give me socks. I always use socks. <laughs> Underwear, socks. That's all I want. <laughs> all the shit you hated when you were young. Oh, man. Like, do not give me that when I'm 15. I'll hate <laughs> oh, you. Yeah. But at 30, 40, you're oh, like, yeah. yes, draws, please. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> shit I don't want to buy myself. <laughs> right. I'm like, bed sheets, bet. Yeah, need those. Get me bed sheets. Towels, yes, please. Oh, oh God, I need towels. Yeah, you just remind me. I should buy I got, Damn, my birthday is not till October. <laughs> <laughs> just put it on the fucking uh, gotta hold Twitter. Off Somebody yeah. will just buy them and send them to your house. That is true, though. Yeah. Twitter people are crazy. They, <laughs> Yo, Tony needs towels. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I have people send me uh, uh, shirts with sloths on them because I because I, really? I like have sloth in my yeah. arm. Like people are like, hey, can I get your address? I got something to send you. I'm like, mm, that's suspect. <laughs> yeah. But P.O. I was like, box. all right, sure. You don't live anywhere near me. You're not going to come kill me. Yeah. And then they send me these like awesome sloth shirts. I'm like, oh, shit. That's dope. Appreciate it. See? <laughs> yeah. Towels are next. <laughs> well, yeah, towel, yeah. Give me sloth towels. Anyone watching this, give me give me five sloth towels. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Uh, we'll take a break and we'll be right back. <laughs> what up, everybody? Quick reminder. Super Duty Tough Work hoodies. Back in stock. We got smalls. Back in stock. Medium. Back in stock. Large. Back in stock. Extra large, back in stock. 2XL, sold out already. My bad, y'all. But yeah, every other size of the Super Duty Tough Work hoodie is back in stock and available at weightless.net. Go there, order yours, and support the movement. Rep the squad. Back to the show. <sighs> Here we are. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, this is back. Cool, we're back. We're back. <laughs> we're back. We're yeah, back. well, you and I haven't seen each other in a while. We haven't talked to I know, I know. So, <laughs> yeah, when I saw you last night, I was like, damn, do I want to talk too much? And then yeah. I have nothing left for tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking that too. But, but you know, I was like, okay. yeah, there's always stuff to talk about. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll be all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we haven't even really started talking about things yet. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I want to talk about just like uh, comedy. Oh, yeah. With uh-huh. you, because w- w- what I noticed about you is kind of like, out of a lot of guys, even guys who rhyme struggle with finding their voice, uh, with with projecting their sense of humor, especially on social media. Like you don't even rhyme, but you do. I rude. used to. Yeah, mm. that's true. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> the, probably still got uh, some my bars. origin story. <laughs> right, right, bars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm so, I assume there's a no, reason I, you stopped rhyming. Yeah, yeah. I met Aesop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh, that's a rapper. My bad. 
Never mind. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, but like you, you tend to use humor in a really, really dope way on social media. I try to. Yeah, because I, I mean, that's more who I am than I. My music is like I'm, I'm a jokey, funny guy. Like I don't like. If I hadn't been making music, I probably would be doing something in that realm mm. or trying to at least, you know, like yeah. something like writing something. You know, yeah. But growing up, you were into comedy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, I used to have a. I had a. Uh, my friends and I had a public access show on in New York mm. for uh, three years in the late '90s. That was us just doing improvised skits and voiceovers, mm. and it got like fairly popular by those standards. Like MTV called up and were like inquiring about it. Yeah. But the thing is, we were just so. Uh, dirty it was just like you know it's just like you were like 19 year old kids just yeah. like making dick jokes for 30 minutes but <laughs> but like it was funny it was funny like we could do characters like i did like improvs i took acting classes and i okay. i got three acting classes and i was like nah <laughs> i was like nope yeah, yeah I, I realized it wasn't for me but but uh yeah i just you know i made the party fun action committee album that's yes. that, that's definitely you know still honestly one of my most crowning achievements i'd say is like i'm more proud of that than i am of most of my <laughs> real albums because it was like that shit was labor yes. we really labored for that and yeah. like worked hard and like i did vocal you know all these things but uh yeah like i it's it's fun like i love twitter mm. like, i love it like instagram's fun but twitter is really yeah where i can i feel i i it's funny because i know how people get attacked for jokes nowadays and stuff like yeah. that and i that happens to me sometimes but like I, there's a weird i do feel kind of safe safer and twitter than i do anywhere on any other social media but definitely more than facebook i would imagine oh facebook i stopped i used to post jokes all the time and i was like nope nope we're done here <laughs> done here i stopped posting political opinions i stopped doing it like yeah. facebook is just insane yeah it's crazy when you realize how many trump fans you have well, uh, yeah, i mean uh, your music doesn't have any words to it i know but it's like i'm like how'd you find me yeah hey i'm we, like, like, yeah. like <laughs> what we talked about last night for a second like yeah. you don't know you look around the room you're like how the fuck did you get here and this pack of people's different from that group of people it's like I, but like i didn't do a toby keith remix hey man what, what did michael jordan say he said hey republicans buy shoes too yeah. <laughs> It's true, but I, I mean, I, I straight up, like, there have been times where, like, you know, I've, I've, like, Trump has done some crazy shit, and I've just been fed up with it, and I'll just post him. She's like, hey, man, if you fuck with him, you can just not fuck with me. It's okay. I don't yeah. mind. And and people are like, you're turning your back on your fans. I'm like, on those fans, yeah, I am. Yeah. Sure, sure. Again, I disagree with them. I disagree with their, how they live their lives. Yeah. Uh, but, you know. But, yeah, I mean, even, but you joke about everything, though. Which I think is a lot of sex is, jokes. Yeah, I guess. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I, I gotta watch that sometimes. <laughs> well, yeah, I you mean, see the ones I don't post. <laughs> so, do you? Um, did you ever dabble in writing comedy? I mean, outside of the Twitter stuff. Well, like, I mean, I had my blog up. for years. I did my blog for yeah. for like uh, like eight nine years. Yeah, and that kind of like so uh, my blog was it's still up. It's called Fat Friend P H A T Friend. I and, remember the banner on there. Yes, the which, which, which I got in trouble for. Really? Which people complained about <laughs> because of a picture of all these people jumping and this one heavy girl who wasn't jumping because she couldn't jump. Yeah. So, so people were like, that's, that's uh, fat shaming. So what I did is I put my face on her. So it's me not jumping. So look there. I'm not jumping. Why do people ruin fun like, like that? Because they're just sitting there like bored. Like I'm going to make someone fucking say, I mean, I don't know. But uh, <laughs> but I, I, I love doing that blog. And it was and it was mostly like essays and stuff and like rants. It was all rants. Yeah. And uh, and then eventually like I started dealing with people just, just getting mad at everything. Mm. And I wasn't writing crazy no. shit. Like I was just writing no. opinion based stuff. Like I like I'd make fun of. Like I mean, I can't even think of like I did like I did a fuck Mary Kill series. Yeah. 
and uh and i would do people and i would do um inanimate objects yeah i would never do men because <laughs> it's all even yeah I, and i probably could have done men like, yeah. like in, in reality i could have like i could have yeah. sat back and done men but why but, would you want to you shouldn't you know, have to to make I, people happy exactly i didn't oh i didn't do it for that purpose. let a woman do that yeah like you could i i had i i would i would i invited my my friend to do a guest one yeah. she, she never did it but like it would have been fine. It would have been fine. Like yeah. I, you know, I do like fuck Mary Kill, like Florida, Alabama, you know, like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, and I did, you know, I did women, but they'd be sometimes they'd be attractive women. Sometimes it'd be like, B. Arthur and you know yeah. Betty White, like the Gold Girls, and <laughs> right. Uh, and I would write out descriptions of why I chose the things <laughs> I did, and it was funny. And and the the absurdity is what was funny about it. Yeah. And I think that that got lost in a lot of people, and they just saw fuck Mary Kill, and they're like, "You're a frat boy piece of shit." And like, and I'm like, "You don't understand." Like I'm. The absurdity is that I'm giving this this stupid idea deep thoughts. Yeah. I'm like putting this like I'm trying to I'm trying to like actually reason with you why I would kill Sandra Bullock, right? <laughs> like instead of instead of Charlie Theron, like yeah. I like you know like why why not? Uh, but uh, yeah, so like I just got tired of arguing with people. And I just stopped and I was like, and I just like mm. you know I'm done. I'm, I'm like every now and then I'll get a I'll get inspired to write something and I will, but yeah. like. I just like, and I liked writing. I it gave me kind of structure in my day. I'd wake up and write something every day, and yeah. um, you know, you know, you. Write, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I would like, at the same time. It, it's a. It's it's, but it's writing. Like it's it, great. It's good. Yeah, uh, and I'm a much better writer than I'm a speaker. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> the words don't always come when I'm talking, but uh, yeah, like I I liked it, but I just you know I got mm. I got fed up with the the dealing with people. Yeah, dealing with the feedback from people, because the fucked up thing is like. You could get ten. I love this is and one. I hate this and like. Yeah. You're just like man, fuck that one person. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. Right. Like, right. What did I do to them? Yeah. The yeah. internet is good for making you focus on that. Mm-hmm. Like it's same thing with music. Like you get nine good album reviews. The one bad one stands out the most. Oh yeah. You're like man. Fuck you you ever look into the guy who reviewed your shit? I used to. I don't even yeah. read it anymore. I don't get reviewed anymore. So yeah, yeah. I'm just like, I'm not going to look at just this. is. It exists. Yeah. I don't know if that's a good or a bad evolution. Uh, I, I, I that think that like, it's out here. I'd like to think we're both in a similar stage in our careers. We're like, we're kind of a, above a certain level of criticism yeah. and below a certain level of criticism. Like, like we're not going to get the, uh, Anthony Fantano is not reviewing our albums. Yeah. You know, but we're also not getting trolled for existing yeah you know so we're kind of in that middle like we're we got fans yeah fans like our shit some fans like this more than the other thing like one album but like for the most part they are they're accepting of what we do you know yeah and i'm i'm cool with that like i like that the middle ground i like i like being being kind of just you know it, it, you're not in harm's way really <laughs> yeah yeah you're you're respected but you're not big enough to where they can make their name off crushing you yeah exactly because we yeah we used to be in that other category oh yeah where like we were coming up and uh i can't remember who said this it was somebody they were just like hey man you only get to be new once <laughs> and uh <laughs> it's true you know when we were new we were we were sometimes we were getting great press sometimes we were getting shitted on oh yeah I, I mean uh, the harshest criticism i ever got was my second album because mm. that first one got was 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 loved was a very well-reviewed album yeah. second one admittedly was not as good yeah <laughs> and i made it as a response to that album in my mind i was like i don't want to be this guy i'm gonna be this album. and uh and the reviews kind of you know they weren't they you know they the reaction was like ah a little aggressively like what yeah. are you doing uh i mean it didn't get like panned in that bed but i'm saying like it was it was the it was the first time i was like oh okay yeah this can this can this can suck yeah <laughs> but you know what's funny is like i would bet now that even if you look back 
because yeah, there's sometimes if we look at those reviews, we say, okay, this might have not been my best work, mm-hmm. but that totally discounts what the people think about. Oh yeah, yeah. Because it, sometimes you can get bad press, or the press doesn't get it, but the people love it. Yes. Oh yeah. People people come up to me and be like, "That's my favorite album." I'm like, "Really? See? I'm like, oh. like that's okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but yeah, we if you say so. Yeah. Uh, but you know, like, are you? Do you find you're aware of what albums of yours are better than other ones? Only because the people tell me. Oh no, you don't have a personal feeling toward them because I, I have like After I have actual while, personal feelings toward my albums. Technically, as a producer, I can say, "Yeah, I was killing this one front yeah. to back." Yes. Um, yes. But then there's times where I'm like, "Yeah, on this one, my bars are crazy." Right. 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 But I can never look at them and be like, "This compared to this compared to this, this is my best one." Right. Because right. I think I've been so influenced by what people respond to at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm, I think I'm just, I'm, I'm corrupted by now. I don't You're know. Puppet. Yeah. I'm just like, I guess it's just fire. I'm going to do it. But I think it's dope. But once it's out there in the public sphere, I might be like, yeah, I didn't like that one. People are like, do that one. I'm like, You're like oh, well, you, you ever like go back and like, be like, be like, man, I mailed in that one a little bit. Like, or that song, like there's a song, like, like I, there, there's certain songs where I'm like, these drums were definitely not the best I could have done. You know? I never had that feeling in terms of that. I, if anything, I've had the opposite where it's like I overthought it. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a common thing. Yeah. That's where I'm like, I did too much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't have to do all of that. Yeah. I was trying to prove something that yes. was fucking ridiculous. Yes. And stupid. <laughs> and it sounds like that. <laughs> I never had to. I didn't yeah. do enough. Always had to. I did way too fucking much. I, I think my problem is that I'm I'm way too comfortable in my with what i make that i don't question myself enough yeah like i, I i'll just be like ah, that's good like i like i'm never the guy that's gonna be tuning a, a hi-hat for for 45 minutes like yeah. i'll be like turn the volume down there we go and then like like that's yeah. literally like and and to to a fault sometimes because like i do put out a lot of shit yeah and sometimes you know, they'll be like like you know remixes sometimes like i would mm-hmm. do remix for people i'll be like eh, okay well remixes yeah. are hard man it's a, I well remixes. I love remixing vocal stuff. Yeah, but remixing instrumental stuff is a weird. It's just weird. It's like, yeah. what you want me to take that sample and make another beat? Like, I it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. I, I I do them, but I, I'm always just kind of strange. I, I feel strange about them as a as an idea. You know. Yeah, yeah. You know? It is weird for instrumentalists. We're yeah. like, yo, I got a a remix, and you know, this guy did what? Mm-hmm. Did that guy do the drums? And did you just? I don't get. It. I, I'm super. Like I I've I've. I think people I've remixed have felt disrespected by how I've remixed them. Cause I'll literally take one thing, yeah. pluck it out and then plug it into one of my beats. And then, and that's my remix. There you go. Boom. As opposed to what? Are you supposed well, as opposed to, to like, like just reimagining. And... I mean, I've had people remix my shit before. Actually, yeah. I got one recently. This, uh, my a friend of mine remixed a song of mine and he reimagined my shit in a really yeah. cool way. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. Like I was actually, that's, that's a cool way to remix. Them. Okay. But, uh, but in general, yeah, like I like when I do it, I don't like I'm always like, you got any songs with vocals? I'll remix that one because that's what I want to do. Yeah, that's like, the best I, way. To do. I, I only want just give yeah. me the vocals. Don't give. Me, I don't even want to hear the song. Just give me the vocals, the BPMs. I'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, do you do you ever uh, go back to any of the songs like or beats like like I don't know like the daylight type era stuff and be like forget that you made it and listen to it almost like it's not you like oh shit uh, or do you so, kind of so, well the not the, well the I mean the process. That's a different question. Like the process is is something totally separate of that. Yeah. I, I don't remember. You know what? Actually, there's there there's very few beats I remember making. Yeah. Daylight is one of them. Mm. But it's because there's like every now and then like 
especially in the ASR 10 days, you know, there was no time stretching. So like yeah. sample matching was an arduous task where like you trial and error and it was, and, and, and it's, you know, and I did it on every song and every now and then you come across something where you're like, oh, and I had that moment with, with like, I remember when I, when I figured out the flute part on Daylight, mm-hmm. I was like, oh shit. This is good, but I also was like, "This is corny." But I was like, "But I, but I, but I, 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 I remember like I was like, this made me feel something. Yeah. Like I was like, oh, okay." And I've had a couple moments like that in my like maybe like four beats in my life that I can remember those moments in. Yeah. And otherwise, I, it's all blur, and I don't remember anything. Yeah. But I, but I do. Uh, but to answer your other question, going back to stuff like, if it's something I haven't listened to in a long time, like a, like I haven't listened to Float in a long time. Yeah. And I'll go back and be like, "Oh, I did this beat." I'm like, "Oh." <laughs> Shit, I don't remember this beat. Like I don't, remember, I don't know what the fuck was I doing on this. Like, I don't yeah. remember. Like, or I'll be like, "Ooh, these drums." That's my. That's right. usually "Ooh, these drums" are kind of my, my <laughs> initial reaction. But uh, yeah, like like uh, I'm trying to think. I, I actually listened to Float again recently. I was just kind of going through, like, oh, yeah. and uh, I forget the ne- oh Drawbridge, mm-hmm. and that's a song with Ace and uh, and Dose yeah. Dose One. And I forgot I made it. And I was listening. And I was like, this fucking beat is weird as shit like i, I it's I, like I, an out of body experience i don't remember yeah i don't remember <laughs> what i was thinking when i made it. like i yeah. It's just yeah it felt weird but it's cool though it's cool to go back yeah and, and listen to that stuff and be like oh yeah sometimes you're like damn i was onto some shit back then you yeah know? sometimes you'll it's either that like yeah you'll be like man this is a weird one yeah and, but then you'll be like yo i killed that yeah oh yeah and i did not remember yeah what was i on that day yes exactly exactly <laughs> but i feel I'll, I'll make beats and in a year later and look back yeah. and be like like what how did i don't know how i made this yeah and that's kind of my thing when i think when i listen to other producers like uh like if i can't figure out how they did what they did yeah that's when i'm like yo like when i listen to uh rj's uh um uh uh fuck what's what's the name of that song not ghost the the who knows what tomorrow will bring yeah i forget the name of the song i i know it is on i know song but like so i you know i know i know the sample i know it's from I, I can hear what he did. Yeah. But I'm like, yo, how did he do that? <laughs> like I, like he took that that that's a swing rhythm. That yep. that song's a swing rhythm. The sample's a swing rhythm. It the beat is not in swing rhythm. Yeah. <laughs> he chopped it in a way and then he got the vocal and he, I don't know how he filtered the shit out. Yeah. I don't know how he did anything on that song. Especially and I, and with the NPC. Dude, I like I uh, it was I we were listening to that, you know, on tour and that came on uh, someone's playlist in, in, mm. in the car and I was like I was like, I haven't heard this in a while and I was just like, Oh shit. Like, man. <laughs> what did he do yeah and that's like to me those those moments are few and far between where i'm like i don't know how this person did it <laughs> yeah you know or, but then again that works the other way when you you hear a beat that like everyone loves and you're like yeah whatever yeah that's a loop <laughs> like, yeah that's what i wonder as well like do you hear certain things and you're just like how did this hit out of all the beats i've made like especially, oh yeah like yeah. yeah i didn't predict this one would have been the one to hit like that oh yeah well i like an example of that would be uh on one of the albums i did with billy woods he gave me a sample and was like, here, just loop this. Literally just gave it to me. I was like, all right, here. I gave it back to him. But it was technically produced by me because I did yeah. the whole album. And uh, and people would be like, yo, that beat is flames. I'm just like, it's not. <laughs> I mean, it, it's a cool song. Yeah. But it is not like, 
I just literally like looped it and sent it back to him. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I did. Like like I like I tied his shoes for him. Like, that's yeah. all I did. <laughs> but you know what? Sometimes it's, that's it as a producer. But does it kind of hurt you a little bit when you make that? <sighs> yeah. But you, that's why I said I get caught in the trap of doing too much sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Because I think I'm trying to escape that feeling of this just looping this shit. Yeah. The guilt associated with it just being fire and me doing nothing. I did too. some looping recently <laughs> and it actually felt kind of nice. I, yeah. I purposely made like I, I was like I'm gonna make five beats in the day. Yeah. And I made I made they're just loops simple drums maybe yeah. two layers on them push them away yeah. and honestly like two of those five beats have been picked already to give you so i'm just like mm. that's dope yeah that's the way it should be though but they, you know good good a good loop is never bad you know no, that, you know no, there's nothing I mean, wrong with it. most of the stuff we grew up on is dope loops yeah and and at this point like in in i'd say both of our careers like we've done enough production wise that i can do that if i want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean like i've <laughs> I've done every style that I yeah. could do within the in the spectrum of beat making that I've done. Like, so let me lose some shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay. So so your new album, one thing I noticed mm-hmm. about it, especially it makes more sense now that you've kind of mentioned it, there are periods where I feel almost like in a technical sense, the the song composition is super smooth to the point to where I almost didn't even notice songs are transforming into other yeah, songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was, I assume that was deliberate. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. it's all about the transitions because like the idea is to, I'm taking these two songs that should were not meant to be together Yeah, and then kind of melding them together and you, and yeah, you got to find, I mean, I, like there is a, there is definitely a, 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 a like a routine of how I make these songs and yeah. like, you know, there's a, an equation to it and like, and I try to switch it up a little bit here and there, but like for the most part, like, you know, it's ebbs, it's like peaks and valleys. Yeah. And, uh, and, but I love those, the valleys. Like I love doing, I love making the valleys. Yeah. Peaks are, I mean, the peaks are fun too, but like just that deconstructing and, and, and that, that's, kind of, it's the math. Like that's what I was saying earlier. Like it's, this is all math. Like I'm literally looking at it like a graph. Being like, all right, just the, yeah. you know, it's an equation. Everything's an equation. But it, there were points where I, really every time it happened i didn't expect it oh, yeah. <laughs> so i would be in the other room doing like, something and it comes like, is this like, a different song <laughs> yeah i heard no silence in between yeah. i would just hear this thing changing and transforming yeah. I'm like, wait a minute where did all of this come from yeah. <laughs> where are we going here and yeah it would just be dope that's i uh, thank you thank you yeah. That, that's yeah that's i mean that's kind of what i've been trying to do like since ableton since i discovered ableton that's been my my goal is to kind of make these songs that like you can't really gauge on a on a, a skim, you know. Like you yes. can't, like you know, people listen on like iTunes, like they listen to like the thirty second blips of the songs and stuff. Yeah, like that doesn't work for my music because, like, I mean, it could, I guess, but like you're selling yourself short. Yeah, because you're going to hear one part, and but also, you know, it also works against me sometimes because people are like, I really like that part. Right. This part right. don't love that part, and then you know, so then they listen to that part, <laughs> and they turn the rest off, but. uh yeah, it's I don't know, it just it just keeps it interesting and like yeah and create and and also like there's like a, a journey aspect to it. You just start from here and and it it feels like a different song by the end, but you don't feel like you're taken away from that feeling in the beginning. I agree. You know? Yeah, it's not jarring at all. I yeah. mean, now that you explain it like that, it kind of makes me think that like it's actually a better way of composing. Or, or, or compiling your ideas than just to pick this idea over this idea. Yeah, yeah. Which is what we usually do, yeah. right? We say, okay, I've got 30 beats. What are the best 15? Right. Instead, you're saying, I've got 30. How many pairs can I find mm-hmm. in here? Can yeah. I find whatever? And if I can find pairs, then I don't have to throw away anything. Right. And you and you can use as much or as little of, of those other beats. Like sometimes I'll have four beats together and I'll just use these two parts from this beat that I liked and it will fit the song and I'll just yeah. scrap the rest of that and that's that, you know? And uh, every everything you know, it all has a purpose. It all it all it's all there for a reason. 
like I, I think I've tried to to trim the fat a little like on on there's earlier albums when I was doing that where I, I was just trying to stuff as much stuff in as possible because mm-hmm. I was like it's like for some reason I felt like uh, indebted to the beat that I made that yeah. I was like I gotta use your whole thing man yeah you too and you like I'm gonna 30 parts in here but like now it's I kind of can pull away things I'm like that doesn't that's not necessary this isn't necessary like this this is the focal point you know you kind of you know everything this clarity comes with with the yeah. t- with just time of making all the stuff you know? so so i would ask this like okay so you have these songs now how does does that have because essentially the movement now of your albums mirrors the movement of your live show yeah do you ever find that it's do people get like or, or i guess the question is do you ever say okay well this song has two parts I'm just gonna break this up and only do this one part. Or do you, you mean for, play for, it? for the live set? Yeah, for the live set or how? Do, oh, how, I, I do cherry pick cherry everything. Pick. Yeah, I mean it. It all depends how it works in the live set, and a lot of the stuff I make doesn't really fit in the live set because it's slow or because it's the mood doesn't fit, and I kind of have to. It's hard to kind of incorporate some some stuff, and there's there's songs I'll never play live because they just don't make sense live. You know, yeah. like we were talking about earlier. Like I can't have that. You know. 62 bpm slow jam you know <laughs> uh but but yeah like the my live set is is set basically like a 75 minute song yeah that goes up and down up and down and like and, and it has all these flourishes and then it gets intense and it, and like that it, and, and my songs are like you know it, it's a it's a very long drawn out version of a song of mine i guess yeah. in a way you know and but that's that's 100 percent ableton yeah like ableton has dictated that i could do that and that's and it's, and it's enabled me to do that so i do it <laughs> yeah no that's dope yeah i got that feeling last year like watching you from the back it was like within like a five minute period you played at least five to seven songs oh yeah yeah yeah. and mixing songs of mine from different albums together that were like yeah that and and, and the thing is like it's it goes over one of two ways. Like people either are like psyched on it because they're like, "Oh shit, I've never heard this before," or they're like, "Why don't you play that song?" Yeah, the whole song. Like, why don't you play the whole song as I know it, so I can just like when that part comes, I can get up and I'm like, "Cause I don't." That'd be boring. Like, I'm, <laughs> then I'd be a DJ. Yeah. I'd be a DJ. <laughs> but at least it's your song. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly the only good thing exactly. about it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I've seen, I've been on sh- at shows like that with RJ where. Mm-hmm people will get mad if he doesn't play the whole version of Ghost Rider. Yeah. Like if he, so he's just like, look, I just got to play these horns. Yeah. So he'll pick a moment to just play the horns and not play the whole song sometimes. Um, or just cut it off before it plays the whole thing. I think that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's a tease. It's a tease, but it's also like, Hey man. Yeah. All right. I see you. It's like, like when uh, I had shadow was touring and he, and he wouldn't play anything from introducing. Wow. I didn't I'm know like, that. man, that's bold. <laughs> that's bold. Yeah. That's how to piss people. Yeah. Off. That was, but he was doing like, that's he did. I think he did that for a little bit and people were really upset about it. Yeah. Because uh, As a fan. And I wouldn't do that. I did I, it as an artist. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. would do it as an artist. Yeah. yeah as yeah. a fan, I'd be pissed off. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm like, dude, uh, I don't know. I feel like this, and this is as a as a as a rapper. I've always felt like you can't be mad at people for liking the old shit because no. the the old shit uh, for a lot of us is why they're there. Yeah, you know it. Oh, yeah. it, it speaks to a certain part of their time, and then it's mm-hmm. like, yo, man, as a writer, it's my job to write some new hot shit. So they forget <laughs> the old shit. It's my job. I mean, there's nothing better than being someone being like, your new album's my favorite album you ever did. Like that's like yeah. that is rare, but it's it's when I hear your that, new I'm like, album oh. is, I think it's gonna be that. I, a lot of people, I've got a good good kick yeah. feedback from it, but but like it's it's just it's so rare. It, like I love every time I put out a new album, and someone's like, "This is my shit." Yeah, I'm like, "Good, 
because 80% of people are like, your first album. Right. And like, you know, I get it. Like albums, you know, they, they take a, a time and space in your life. And I was in college. I broke up with this girl. And yeah, this is the album I listened to to get over it or like whatever. And like that album resonates with them in that moment. And like, yeah. and then my third album might do that for someone else. And mm-hmm. it's totally arbitrary. And, you know, it's difficult. Yeah. It's difficult it's to difficult. surpass that early yeah. shit. Well, but we were talking about this yesterday briefly about uh, about how like when you put a, a new album out and perform, like do you play only the new stuff? Yeah. And like we both were like, nah, we don't do that. <laughs> no. <laughs> but like I, I don't do that out of just like, I, I just, I wouldn't want to deal with the backlash of that. Yeah. And because, uh, you know, they're they're there to see everything as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And I think a set moves better. I've had periods where I did that. Like in 2011 when I did my Invention of Counterculture record, I went out with Atmosphere and I played one old song. Yeah. Last song of the set. Uh, the whole, I had 40 minutes. The first 35 was the new record. Yeah. And people were looking at me like, and I was like, and when I got done, they were like, okay, that was really dope. Yeah. But at that moment, they were like, nah. Did it, it help sell the record? Yeah. I, it helped I, get, I, I it, it, it brought a lot of attention to the new record because it was so jarring. Yeah. But what I found was like six months later, when I started blending those songs into the old catalog, they hit even harder. Yeah. That's. It's, that's I that's I think the same way I mean like I'll often there'll be people at my shows I have a lot of people come to my shows who've never heard me before for some reason it's fucking crazy yeah like be like I've never heard you before but I came here alone I'm like all right <laughs> uh and uh and then afterwards they'll they'll be like oh that was cool I mean sometimes they'll come up and be like oh that's cool so like what album is this from and I'm like well there's 10 of them yeah <laughs> and I've got three of them here and they're kind of parts of it like 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 I can't even yeah. I just sell whatever I have the most copies of I'll be like this one that one yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. take take that one off my hands <laughs> Right, right. Whatever I make the yeah, most the money newest on one. Up. Take the newest one. Yeah, this, yeah take the newest yeah. one. Good. Like, oh, I make $3 per CD on this one? Yeah. Oh, I make eight for that one? Yeah. This, this is the one this, this one. this one. This one. This one. <laughs> I got the this biggest one. cut on that one. Also, check out Spotify. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> check out Spotify. <laughs> Don't go to Spotify. Yeah. Buy the vinyl for yeah, $30. Buy the vinyl, <laughs> buy the vinyl and, and listen on Spotify. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> if it's not this one, it'll be another one. Go yeah. Spotify. <laughs> yeah, that's dope. So, like, you've been on how many different labels now? Uh, uh, see Ninja Tune. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, I, I did something on Mush way back in the yeah. day. Uh, I guess te- technically Def Jokes because I did the Party for an Action Committee on Def Jokes. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Uh, Backwoods. Yeah. Uh, and uh, oh, um, this this label out of Detroit, Young Heavy Souls. Yeah. They they did they did some represses for me, and uh, I put one out myself, which I'll never do again. Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I was curious about. Like you, you have no desire to like, oh, to do I hate that kind bu- of, like, I hate business. Yeah. Cause you've it. always had like a manager. And always. That yeah, nature, yeah. Yeah. Agent. I, I've, yeah, that it's, 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 I, I don't want to deal with anything. <laughs> like I don't like business. I don't like dealing with money. Yeah. I just, if I trust you, you'll deal with my money for me. Yeah. I don't like, I'm not confrontational. I don't like dealing, like arguing with people. Yeah. I don't like bickering. I don't like fucking arguing for what's mine or what's owed yeah. to me and all this stuff. And I also don't like rejecting people. I don't like being like, sorry, man, like I can't do your remix. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's, this is a, so I have a manager for that. <laughs> that's yeah. his job. That's really all he does. <laughs> he, deals, <laughs> he deals with contracts, he deals with money. Like, like he's a, I, I've had him for like, since 2001 I think. yeah and uh and we're old friends you know yeah and like he just does this specific thing like he doesn't like i think there's managers now that like would be managing my social media that mm-hmm. like do all this stuff but i don't want people doing that part i want to do that part but you know it's a uh, yeah i like to i like to be a, i'm hands off 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm hands off with everything. I'll deal with the social media stuff because I enjoy it. But anything else, I don't want. And yeah. No thanks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, shit. I mean, honestly, most artists, I think, don't want to deal with that. Because we're not. That's not artist brain, really. You know. Mm-mm. You know. No. I mean, you got to force yourself to that. Like, yeah. You know? or, or or have your back against the wall. Yeah. You become a really good businessman when you need to make money to yeah. eat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's true. Like that's you'll, true. You'll learn if you have to, but I don't think that necessarily creates good art. No, I don't, I don't think, think so that's either. The best for the Dude, art. that's why I started touring a lot. Yeah, because I, I was I was like, oh shit, money's not coming in anymore, <laughs> and I was like, I better start touring. Like around 2008, I was like, I think I'm. Do I have to get a job? Yeah, and well, then I then I then I started touring. I was like, oh no, that, I'm good. That's when the when the bottom kind of fell out of the sales mm-hmm. in the industry. Yeah, right around 07, 08. But it's kind of coming like like mon- I'm making money off streams, man. Yeah, yeah, streams, yeah. I'm, like for an instrumentalist like you, yeah, man. I'm, I'm oh, just man. me. I'm the, one the playlist person. life is just yeah, man. Beautiful guys like you, DBIC, all my guys yeah. who do that kind of stuff. Yeah, I look at their Spotify numbers; and they're incredible. Yeah, and it's, got, it's awesome. Yeah, I'm like these awesome. dudes can just do that and make passive income off that. You know, I mean, touring it, helps. You know, what I mean, touring is. I mean, I it'd be it'll be nice assuming people keep listening to my music over the years. But like, yeah. like in like ten years when I don't want to tour anymore. Yeah. I mean, ten. To be honest, <laughs> three years. Uh, but like, <laughs> but like, but like, uh, it'll be nice because it's just it's free money. Yeah, it's free money. It's like yeah. oh, it's just it's coming in, and it's not a lot. I I couldn't live off it, but it's yeah. like. I also don't spend a ton of money in my life, so yeah, it it helps. It definitely helps, you know. Yeah, that buys meals, you know. That buys, no, that's still pays, pays bills and stuff. And allows you to make music at exactly. your leisure, to where you don't have exactly. that, that pressure. Because I mean, you've been on multiple labels. I, I'm curious about like what are some of the biggest things you've learned in working with. with well, well, so the the people that put out my new record are this label, Future Archives, and mm-hmm. they're um, it's all artists. Okay, it's made by artists. And their focus is on streams. Yeah. I mean, they do vinyl and they press everything up, but like they, they are specifically like we, our job is to get people on playlists Yeah, and we're going to get you, we're going to push that and get you plays. And that's how they generate the money. Yeah. And when they told me that, I was like, yes, I'm in on that because I knew I could get the vinyl anywhere. And, uh, and they also, you know, and they have, and they have presence in Europe too, which is big for me because, because yeah. I have a presence in Europe, but never have had, uh, since Ninja Tune, I haven't had like been able to distribute my music there. Yeah. Unless it was like expensive and whatever so those two things were kind of like all right let me try this out and it's been great so far like they you know it's like the streams have been great yeah like the 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 music's getting around like people are actually like aware of it and yeah. it's, and you know like we didn't do like publicity yeah there's no like uh she show was packed last night yeah she was good <laughs> and you said indianapolis pop it's been a yeah, good tour yeah, right? yeah it's been good i mean cincinnati was was okay but it was yeah. also we also played in like a church that fits 600 people yeah wrong room big way yeah. way too big but um yeah no i mean the show's been good i mean we'll see let's listen i don't want to speak we got yeah, i got, got some possible go. i got some possible fucking yeah real bummers coming up <laughs> so so how many more dates you guys got coming? uh we got five more on this leg okay and then i go home for a couple of days and then uh go to the south and do um i think eight eight or nine days okay and then chilling for a little bit and then i do like a couple spot weekends here and there but like yeah it's i mean you know I, the the major tour i did the, i did a month in europe Okay. And that was the major, major part of it. You know? Okay. Everything else is like two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. That's dope. You know. Hell yeah. Two weeks is my new maximum. That's, new- <laughs> That's my new maximum. Mine That's like it. That's nine it. or eight. Yeah, yeah. You're but crazy. But then, then I'm done after that. I'm like. I get, see, I get that. When I book these tours, I'm like, ah. Like, I don't think about it in the moment. Yeah. It's like, all right, we lined up four weeks in a row for you. I'm like, sure, do it. And yeah. then like it comes. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> Who's gonna get my mail? Right, right. Like, what are we gonna, gonna do? How am I gonna pay bills? 
<laughs> like all that stuff, you know. Well, you're making money, Tony. Yeah, Silk. send it back. I'll just pay late fees. Here you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> It's something. No, that's dope. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, that that's all I had, man. Huh? That's it. Hey. You, uh, the new record. Oh, it's called Bubble People. Uh, yeah, my new record is called Bubble Bath. Yeah, uh, and uh, it's on Future Archives. It's available everywhere. And I just put out an EP called Tiny Bubbles, yeah. <laughs> which is two songs. It was a kind of two bonus tracks. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and I'm, it's a know. dope record. Oh, thank you. It's thank a really you. dope thank record. You. I like it. it. I think it's your best. It's mellow. The composition of it. It's really Thank impressive. You. Thank and you. now that I know that, how you were doing it, uh, yeah, I'm like, okay, now but, I get it. Now, like, how yeah, the fuck did he do that's this? Good, that's good. <laughs> well, that, well, as an Ableton guy, I think yeah. you'd, be like, you'd be like, oh, of course. This, uh, this, 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 it's yeah. just like twice the work I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know, it's, it's my, we got methods, right? Yeah, we all got methods. Exactly. Yeah, that's why I didn't, I didn't get it at first. Like, is he really doing double work? Yeah, yeah that's no, like three songs. Yeah, yeah, three songs. It's very much one. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. So you're 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 uh you're on Instagram. What's your Instagram handle? Uh, I'm Blockhead NYC on all things except for I'm the real Blockhead on uh, MySpace. Yeah. I mean MySpace. MySpace. No. You just no. get back to MySpace. Facebook. <laughs> I'm I'm the block is hot on MySpace. <laughs> really? <laughs> I was backslash the block is hot. That's great. It's still there. I, I I check that like once a year just to see uh, what's going on. There. I think mine is gone. I don't know who took it. Down. It's. I mean, it's. The, I, I don't know what it's doing. Yeah. Just accruing. <laughs> Accruing bots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A bunch of just getting spammed. Yeah. Every day. But yeah, it's there. Nice. So yeah, go support Blockhead, his new record, and I appreciate you being here. Hey, man. my pleasure. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, man. We'll see you guys next week. Yes. Peace. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Super Duty Tough Work. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Follow the podcast on SoundCloud. Peace. Shoot, I got styles already that's more complex that nobody know about. I mean, super duty tough work. <laughs>